Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit will open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The scriptures today tell us that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And the gospel tells of the coming of this child that is good news for the whole world that to us is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now for this to be good news and for us to understand what's going on we have to say well then at one time or maybe now we too were people who were walking in darkness. And the way that this connects for us all, especially on this Christmas morning, is that there are times in our lives when we're going through things, and maybe now, it may have been sometime in the past, a variety of things that come at us where we feel like we're in the darkness. We feel like we have something going on and maybe God's not paying attention. Or I've even heard people say to me, well, God is so busy with all these things, who am I that God's going to be troubled with my little problem or my issue? And I think all we have to do is look at the child in the manger to understand the depths of God's love for each of us and his desire to be close to us. Not a distant God who's too busy to care but one who wants to be right next to us. That is the good news of the gospel, that this child has come, that God has taken our flesh upon himself so that he can walk with us, that he can know all that we are going through, and that he will join perfectly our humanity to the divinity for all time and forever. That's what's going on this first Christmas morning. A demonstration of the graciousness and the love of God for every single one of us. And if we thought at one point in our life, well, well, maybe God's so busy. If you listen to this story, who gets these encounters? We're told in the gospel that uh, the, this decree went out from the, the governor that the whole world should be registered. Well, the only people they really care about being registered are people who they want to tax and they can get something from. That's who the government wants to know. Come be on our list so we can get something from you. And then you seem to have these shepherds who are still out in the field. It doesn't say, well, they went down to register. It's almost as if the government sees them as irrelevant. That they don't even need to be counted. They're just out there in their field. There's nothing we can get from them. And in the one that the world may say is the least, the message of this newborn child comes. And we may think, oh, well, that's a fun Christmas detail. But I think everything is in the Scripture for a reason. And these types of encounters are there to say to us how valuable we are to God. And it may be 
that the rest of the world doesn't think we're spectacular or think that there's something that they can get out of us in the rest of the world. But to God, we are first just like the shepherds. Every single one of us. And that is the, uh, the beauty of God is that we don't need to be jealous of one another and say, well, if, if you're most important, then that means I'm less. No, all at the same time, we're all most important to God. And God's desire is to walk so close to you and to know what's going on in your life. To have your heart poured out to a God who desires to walk with you every step of the way. Whose Holy Spirit promises to be with you, to lead you and guide you. That you don't take one breath or one step where you go alone. God is with you. Now granted, I, I recognize that there are times it doesn't feel that way when we're going through something. And, and that's okay. The feeling is what it is, but the feeling is not the fact. The fact is that God is with us. And if ever we have a doubt, we need to come back to the Christmas story. And that remember, because God became man, that changes everything. The first Christmas morning changed everything and was the first step by which God would set everything right and would pave the way so that we could dwell with God forever. And that we have a God who loves us and that there is nothing that you can do that God is going to say, well, that's it, I had enough of you. No, God desires to be close every single day. We're the ones who kind of wander our own way, but God's right behind us every step of the journey just waiting for us to turn around. And so we give thanks to God for His desire to set aside the glory of heaven and come among us, knowing what would happen. It's not like God came and then said, oh, some of these people weren't very nice to me. I didn't know there was going to be this suffering. I didn't know I would be giving myself for you. God knew full well what was to happen as the child lays in the manger. And it, it, it's funny that our, our image of the Messiah often is uh, some super powerful uh, magic genie that can just do whatever we want whenever we say and will wipe out every enemy right before our eyes whenever we ask. Uh, but what do we find? A baby in a manger. It says something far different about God's kingdom and God's power. Because yes, Jesus is king. But this king looks and acts a lot different than the rest of the kings of the world. And thanks be to God that that is so. And I pray then on this Christmas, as we celebrate once again God's gift of himself to us, that we might come to know more deeply how each of us is so loved by God, so special to God that he would come and give himself for us. And that God's desire is to walk with you every single day of your life, to hear your joys and your struggles, <clears throat> and to fix your eyes and your heart upon the Lord, knowing that because Jesus came among us, he has done perfectly what we could never do, and because of his sacrifice, eternal life is offered to each of us. That we will dwell with God in the new heaven and the new earth 
in the perfect love of God with God and with one another because of what Jesus has done. That's what we give thanks for today. And it's important then that we remember this gift of the Incarnation every single day because it's so central to God's plan for each of us. And if at any time uh, you feel alone, then I say open this Gospel passage. Gaze upon a manger scene and remember how much God loves you. Because He's right here. He's with us. And there's nothing that we can do to push God away. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for this blessed and holy night where we celebrate the greatest gift of all time, the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the Holy Spirit teach us day by day how much you love each of us. May we be drawn into your presence and changed into your image and likeness. And may we, like the shepherds, be heralds of the good news of the gospel and to invite others to come and to meet with you that they too might receive the good news that the Messiah has come. Forgiveness is possible. Come and receive this new life. May our lives be lived to your honor and glory. And we make this prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.